Hey, this is Ashley, and this is School on Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. This week in Mentor Moment, it's time for our mid-year review. That's right. We are now approaching the end of June and half of 2021 is almost over. Can you believe it? I don't know about you, but for me, the first half of this year has sort of been a blur. Like things have moved so quickly. I feel like time is getting away from me. And whenever we hit these milestones, whether it's new month, new blessing, or looking at quarters or looking at half of the year, it just causes me to reflect. So I want to invite you into a simple reflection, nothing heavy here, just a couple of questions, but I want to invite you into a reflection so that you can really reflect on what went well this year. Where do you still feel stuck or challenged? And things can drive you to action to getting the support that you need to be better, do better, and advance in more meaningful ways. So those are the three questions. What went well this year? Feel free to talk about life and career. I don't want you to just talk about like what you're grateful for. You know, I want to know what went well. What did you, you know, knock out of the park? You know, did you, you know, do a really amazing project? Did you get a raise this year? Did you get a promotion? Did you get a new job? You know, did you really serve uh, your clients, your customers, your students well? Did you survive this year? And that's a big milestone because it did, you know, for the first half of the year, didn't seem like you were going to, you know, what went well? What did you really knock out of the park? What are you super duper proud of? And I really want you to reflect on that. I know the answer is not nothing. I know you did something well. I know you really knocked something out of the park. So what is that, you know, um, and really take some time to reflect on that because I'm so excited to celebrate with you and absolutely let me know in the um, episode note comments on Facebook, on our School and Life pod on Facebook or School and Life podcast on Instagram. Make sure you hop in those comments and let uh, me know so I can celebrate with you. I really want to know what went well. I also want to know where you uh, still feel challenged or stuck, right? Like, where do you still feel stuck? Did you, did you not, you know, did you go on an interview, but not get the callback for the offer? Did you, you know, go on a couple dates, but nothing's kind of turned into a relationship? Are you trying to advance your career to make more money, to have more impact, but you still have gaps? You know, where, where, where do you still have gaps? Where are you still stuck? Is it in your mindset and your, even your belief that you can have more, be more, do better? Do you feel stuck around, you know, your, your talent, your skill set? Do you feel like you don't have enough talent? You don't have enough skill set? Are you questioning, right? You know, what you do have and how you do show up. I really want you to process that. Where are you stuck? You know, and write it down. I invite you to journal around these three questions. What went well in the first half of the year? Where do you still feel stuck? you know, where, where are you challenged? Where, what are you doing? But it's still really hard. <laughs> Maybe you're like, I'm doing it, but girl, I'm struggling. So write that down, sort of reflect on that. Right. And then lastly, you know, what, what questions do you need answered, right? What things do you need moved out of your way so that you can really drive action? One of the things I find is that I end up stalling sometimes when I don't know the answer to something. And so instead of just kind of like moving in uncertainty, I'm like, well, I need the answer to this. and I need the answer to that, which makes me stall. And so I think that if you need an answer, go find it, ask somebody, you know, I read a quote earlier today that was like the smartest people I know get it by 
advice from the smartest people they know. Right. And so like you want to just reach out, you know, get some help, get some advice, get some mentorship, get some direction. Don't stay stuck because you don't know the answer to something. Get the answer and then like get moving. And if you know the answer to something and you're just not there yet, like let's talk about a 90 day plan to get there. Right. Because July, August, September, by the end of September, you should be if you need to be somewhere, you should have made a milestone uh, milestone milestone, excuse me, on that road. And so I really want you to drive action around because I want to make sure that we're not being stuck because we don't know the answer to something. If we don't know the answer, we get the answer or we, you know, we ask someone so we can get the answer. We just don't want to stay stuck in indecision. We don't want to stay stuck in uncertainty. So really want to invite you to get the answer you need so that you can finally drive results in your life and in your career development. So let me know the answers to those reflections. Don't hesitate to hop in my DMs. I really want to know what's going on with you and your career development. I do want to know where you're stuck. I do want to know where you're challenged. And I want to know how I can best support you, um, particularly if your challenges are around career development. I want to know how I can best support you. So next up in I Digress, this week we're talking outsourced. And I'm so excited to talk about outsourcing and getting out of your own way to get things done in your life. Listen, I outsource everything and I love it. I love delegating. I love giving something to somebody else. I love operating in my zone of genius, really leaning into what I'm good at and giving everything else to someone else. And I think it's a superpower, honey. Like, you know, just outsourcing things, getting things out of my head and out of off my plate and off of my desk and really giving to someone who can take action in a way that I can't or, you know, it'll be easier for them or they have more expertise or, hey, I, heck, I pay them to do it so they'll figure it out. That is just so much joy. And I just want to invite you into and I want to invite other Black women in general into this, the joy of outsourcing. Because when I tell you, whether it's my virtual assistant or getting the carpets cleaned or I've been considering outsourcing laundry I or outsource my hair through my stylist and, and getting wigs, it's just so much freedom and not having to like deal with the mundane things that like are a time suck. And so I want to talk about some of the things I outsource, some of the stigma, I guess, around outsourcing, particularly for Black women and, you know, just the the joy of outsourcing and, you know, how you can move through that stigma to really free up some of your time. So I feel like I have haven't always been team outsourced or haven't always believed in the power of outsourcing. I definitely, you know, came from a women, you know, a family of women or a lineage of women who did it for themselves, right? We didn't have housekeepers. We didn't, we didn't outsource our laundry. We didn't have other people cook our meals. We didn't eat out a lot, you know, like, you know, we were doing everything in the home for ourselves, by ourselves, whatever. But, you know, I think at this point in my life and in this point in my career, you know, I have very limited time, right? Like I work full-time, I work a full-time job. I'm a senior director um, in higher ed at a large research one institution. So that keeps me busy. I run my business full-time. I'm a full-time entrepreneur, full-time CEO and, and running my business. And I just don't have time for the mundane. I just don't have time for the quote unquote little things. I just don't have time for a lot of that. And instead of like, I don't know, you know, playing around with it or trying to do it all, or, you know, trying to prove to myself that I can do it. I've like outsourced a lot of things just so that I don't get overwhelmed. And just so that I don't feel bad when I don't get something done. And so I just really, 
I don't know. I just really want to invite other black women into this, this space of outsourcing, because I think we just get burnt out by the little things. Sometimes we get burnt out by the distractions. We get burnt out by, you know, responding to what other people need us to do or trying to fulfill these little things when we could just have somebody else do that child. And I just think that there's so much joy in it. So some of the things that I have outsourced and I'll start with like some stuff in my business first and then I'll sort of talk about my personal life. So I probably got a virtual assistant in my business maybe six, we'll see, let's see. Was it at the top of the year? I want to say like maybe even at the top, well, yeah, maybe like five months ago. So at the top of the year, like, late January, early February, I started working with my current virtual assistant. Her name is Casey and she is just awesome. She's such a rock star. I'm so freaking grateful for her. And I really, you know, having a virtual assistant in my business, having someone to back me up, having someone to double check things, having someone to like comb through processes and people and, you know, just making sure my mentees are served well. That is just such a, you know, lift off my shoulders, you know, because she does her job well, I can really focus on doing my job well, right? Because, you know, my job is to serve mentees, to answer their questions, to have outstanding curriculum that drives the results for the life, you know, for women in their career development. That's my job. And, in order to do my job well, right, in order to do to to do my job well, I really need to be able to focus on it. I can't get distracted, right, like by like the mundane things in my business. And so and we have a lot of automations in my business. So a lot of like auto emails and auto triggers and things like that. But still, you know, sometimes I need to, you know, mentees will email and I need to respond or a prospective mentee will email or a partner will email and just having someone to back me up and provide that extra layer of support is so huge. And, you know, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I can do it bad all by myself, or I can figure this out by myself. Like, no, like I'm going to outsource. I'm going to ask somebody else to do it. I'm going to let them do it. And of course there's norming and storming. So we have to learn each other. We have to figure it out. We have to make sure, you know, make sure she feels supported, make sure she understands what to do. You know, I have to provide training. Sometimes we have to go back and do it again, right? All that stuff is normal, but I'm just not stuck anymore because I actually have help. I'm not stuck. I, I can't do it all, you know, whatever. Like I have help. I can outsource. I still have to provide a lot of direction, but it's not to the point where I can't grow my business because I don't have the capacity. I have outsourced that and that is just so powerful. I have, in addition to my virtual assistant, who is the sort of person I work most closely with, I also outsource video editing, graphic design in my business, web design, copy editing, right? It's all outsourced and I'm so grateful. Hallelujah. I am so grateful because like, it just allows me to operate in my zone of genius and really focus on serving my mentees and the background stuff can be done by someone else. So that's, that's great. I also, so in my personal life, you know, I have outsourced like carpet cleaning. We have carpet throughout our home and I don't know about y'all. I love carpet. Like I love it beneath my feet. I don't really love hardwood floors to be honest, but you know, it just gets dirty and you have to clean it. And, you know, we used to like go and get the 
you know, carpet cleaner from the grocery store and drag it up and clean it. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, let me outsource this. There are people who clean carpets. Let me have them come in. And now we can have them come in on a regular basis and do that. We've outsourced the lawn care. Like, you know, we talked about, you know, should we get a lawn more? Should we get an edge trimmer? Should we get this? Should we get that? No, we should just outsource it because there's someone who has a lawn care company. We can support the economy, the local economy and paying people. And then neither of us have to be out there sweating and pushing around the lawnmower because the truth was is that it wasn't gonna never be me anyway because you know I am not I do not do lawn lawn work you know we I've considered outsourcing the laundry I haven't yet because only because I haven't really found anybody to do it but oh the joy that I would have to have somebody wash these clothes honey and you know come in here and wash these freaking clothes fold them up and put them back in these drawers like let me just tell you the joy so I'm looking for somebody to do that I haven't found anybody yet locally. I live in a small town, so there's not like a lot of like resources like that, but that is what I desire. I'm really excited about it. And I've also outsourced my hair. So, you know, traditionally I rock a short pixie cut. I have a short, you know, you know, maybe three inches around the sides, longer in the front, kind of bouffant kind of thing. Love my hair, but you know, I was working out, trying to really focus on, you know, eating right and losing weight and, you know, having a short pixie cut in these tough workouts just was not driving results, honey. Like I cannot sweat like that and hold a hairstyle. And so being able to have wigs and be able to outsource that to my stylist. And what's great about her is that she will style my wig and design it and then mail it to me. So I don't even have to go into the salon. She just ships it right out and I get it right back. And it's just, it's just a joy. And so, you know, it's just outsource whatever you can to whomever you can with whatever you can outsource. And I think a lot of people, you know, and I have to own, right? I have some economic privilege. Like I, you know, can afford to outsource things. But I think that sometimes, you know, we we can afford more than we realize or like, you know, the joy of having somebody else do it will save you time and emotional and mental wellness. And that is priceless. <laughs> Flat out, that's priceless. So I don't know, I guess I just don't, well, I want to encourage you to, or caution you, I guess, not to be like, well, I can't afford to do that. That's not for me. Ain't no way I can afford. Like, look into it. Really think about, you know, think about it. Chances are you may be able to afford it. it you know, it may be more affordable than you realize. And you were just kind of pricing yourself out when you really could get the help that you need. So I just really encourage you to consider outsourcing. Take one thing off your plate you one less thing make it less hard for you and I think you'll just have so much more ease in your life and I digress so next up is TVT and this week I wanted to talk um, specifically about something that came up on a show that I came up on a show that I talk about here often, but want to just bring it back up here. And that is alcoholism, alcoholism. This came up in a couple of recent episodes on a show called The Bold Type. It comes on Freeform TV. I think I've talked about it on the show a number of times, but it's back and it's in its final season. And one of the main characters, their supervisor kind of called them out and was like, hey, you know, I think you have been drinking too much and I think you might have a problem and I want to caution you that you need to get this taken care of. What's interesting is that the um, character's mother um, is an alcoholic, has, you know, struggles with alcoholism and and yeah, it's, you know, the character wonders, right? The character's name is Sutton. She wonders like, you know, am I an alcoholic? Am I abusing alcohol? You know, am I leaning into it too much? And, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's really interesting because she starts to ask, you know, she starts to look at her behaviors and she starts to ask her friends, like, do we drink too much? Do I drink too much? You know, am I, you know, am I leaning too heavily on alcohol? Am I trying to not feel my feelings and just drink them away? Right. And really just questioning herself and questioning her behaviors. She starts to see a therapist and and the therapist starts to help her interrogate her behaviors. And I don't know, it's really beautiful to see. It really is. It's really beautiful to see because I think that like heavy drinking and, you know, shots and, you know, a couple glasses of wine and a bottle a night, it starts to really unravel really quickly. And if we don't interrogate these kinds of things, if we don't ask questions, if we don't second guess and third guess, like our decisions, we can easily get lean into a codependency that we don't even realize. And so I just, I love the the fact that the show was interrogating her, you know, alcohol usage and whether or not she was moving into alcoholism and abusing alcohol. And I think that more of us need to interrogate our decision-making, right? Interrogate our substance use. Are you addicted? Are you in a point where you're using it to numb the pain, to numb your reactions, you know, are, is that where you are? You know, are you, are you in a space where you are not controlling your, you, where you don't have any discipline, where you're kind of doing whatever in it to get by? I just want to question that and caution that and invite you to interrogate your own, you know, decisions, substance use, whatever that looks like, because you just want to make sure that you're not too far gone, that you aren't harming yourself in any damaging ways. So I definitely love the show. It's in its last season. I think it's season five. And I'm so sad to see it go away. Like, I feel like the good shows these days, like where are the 11 season shows, the 20 season shows? Like I need these shows to have as many seasons as ER had. Like, this is what I need in my life. Is the, the girls are just getting like three seasons, five seasons, six seasons and going away. It's not fair. Would love to see some longevity, but yeah, so definitely check that out. I just think it's good. It's good to question. It's good to interrogate like we did at the top of the show, like asking those questions and really, you know, it's the first half of the year asking those questions, thinking about that, think about where you are, where you're and just making sure you, you know, you interrogate what's going on so that you don't get through the whole year and realize you really have a problem. So that wraps up this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Hard to believe we are at four years, four years of school on life. I'm so proud of what we've built here and excited for another year of more life more love and more libations. Definitely tell a friend about School on Life. I know you love it. So share it with a friend and we'll see you next week. School's out. Class dismissed.